Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio, a show just for teens, their parents, and educators to come together and discuss the issues that are affecting our youth today. Your host is Brandy England. Brandy is joined each week by amazing guests, as well as a regular panel of co-hosts who are here to give you ideas and encouragement every step of the way. We also have plenty of other surprises on today's show. So let's get started. Here's your host, Brandy England. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Teen Wealth Radio. I know the world is in a very different and slightly chaotic time right now, and you may be feeling a little bit more anxious than usual. So we are very blessed to have Sandy Dow back, and she's the author of the book, Thriving in Chaos. And she's going to be talking to us about some of the great tips that she has to help people with their anxiety, especially going through a difficult time like this. And we also have two of our amazing co-hosts, Cass and Rebecca, joining us. And they're going to be joining us a little bit later in the show because we're going to ask some questions on behalf of the public about our own anxiety. So maybe you can get some great tips for you uh, from our own experiences. So Sandy, thank you so much for joining us on the show. And I'm really excited to have you back. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, especially right now when we're all feeling it so much, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's uh, an interesting time, and we're all interpreting it differently. Um, I know a lot of us are feeling anxiety, and, and some of our young people might not even know what anxiety is or how it feels. Could you kind of give us an idea of what anxiety is in a nutshell, if that's even possible? Yeah, really, what it is is a, it's a reaction in your body to perceived danger or, or the world around you. So it's actually really uncomfortable sensations is what anxiety is mm-hmm. and um, so we we might take in a situation hear something be triggered by uh, something someone says and all of a sudden we'll feel a grip in our body from that grip of fear or something gets tight in our body and as anxiety builds what's building really are those uncomfortable sensations they're just getting stronger and stronger inside so it's kind of a nice way to think it's really not a head thing it's a it's a body thing. It's a physiology thing. Mm. And I also like to think of it, too, is, is that we're made of atoms and cells, right? So yeah. one nice way of thinking about it is it's kind of like the atoms are going crazy inside. You know, they're jumping around and they're jiggling and they're, you know, creating a lot of havoc inside. Mm-hmm. But it's also a nice way to think, to think when we're feeling that, the tension or the constriction or the tightness is like, Wow, I'm, I'm, you know, my body's feeling tight. I'm, the atoms are jumping around, and you know, it kind of takes us out of the situation a little bit. Just going to what's actually, you know, my stomach's in a knot, and um, this is feeling tight. So it's a different way of reframing it that can help a little bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm so glad you said that because I think a lot of people feel like. I mean, you often feel anxiety in your head, even though you're noticing it in your whole body, but you, you feel like it might be you that should be able to control it and sometimes it's it's really not that at all it's 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 in your body and and your brain's just trying to respond to it as best as you can and that can be more overwhelming even so I love uh, the tips that you have because they helped me even I remember a few years ago when you gave me one (laughs) or two and it was really amazing how much I felt my body calm down and then my mind was able to be calm with it It was great (laughs) well and that's a really good point too because we if we've got that over those overwhelming sensations going on in our body, our mind is not going to be quiet. You know, our mind mm-hmm. is definitely going to be freaking out. They kind of, the volume goes up on both at the same time. Um, but what we kind of really hear the loudest is the mind, and it can even override what's going on in us physically. So a lot of the anxiety techniques that actually work help us sort of gently um, 
just touch into what we're feeling in our body and then kind of notice what's around us to help kind of temper the mind. Um, Mm Because I feel like it really, the mind really takes us down over those situations. And do you find there's a different age that people start experiencing anxiety? Or is there an age that it starts to go away? Or is it just some people get affected in their entire life? Like, do you notice it affects different age groups differently? Well, I think, you know, we're always responding to that physiology, right? So we're going to respond to it differently when we're two. We might cry a lot or have tantrums. Um, But really what we're feeling is still discomfort inside of us and it, 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 you know, and it's scary, um, but that's the only way we react. So as we get a little bit older and, you know, the conscious mind comes on board um, and we relate to things differently in our environment, we're still feeling that physiology, but we're having a very different experience of it because, you know, of our age and how it relates to our age. And, um, and then we can feel it all the way through our lives as we get older as well. But um, by that time, we've developed usually a lot of patterns of maybe overriding or dissociating that kind of can change it a little bit, but um, it's still going on inside. Absolutely. Um, can you tell me some common anxiety signs or symptoms that you, that you see in people quite often? Um, it can be hard to concentrate, to, to think straight. Um, you might find yourself always kind of fearing the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, think the worst worst thing's going to happen. And it's almost like you're always watching for danger or maybe your mind goes blank. Mm. So those are kind of the head things and then the body things is just like the the pounding heart and the sweating, the churning stomach or your neck or back is tight. And and a lot of times our digestion will be off. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not able to digest food um, because it, it basically what happens is sort of everything in our mid body, all of our organs tense up. So that's mm-hmm. why it can affect breathing or digestion or um, even our bladder can get irritated um, because all of our survival organs are affected when our body gets tense from the anxiety. That's a great point. I love that you said that because I've always had, we've, I've talked to a lot of people about how your gut is kind of like your second brain because it affects your body so much and it mm. takes in its own interpretation of the foods and the vitamins and then the bad things that you might be putting in it as well. And you get like you almost, I know people when they have anxiety attacks that sometimes their stomach is what starts to hurt first. And so it was interesting that you said that because it helps me mm-hmm. to better understand. Mm-hmm. What we actually have is this long nerve called the vagus nerve, and it goes all the way sort of from our brain all the way through our body, and it's attached to each one of our organs, Um, so our heart and our lungs and our stomach and digestion and all the way through. And so the vagus nerve is um, something that we target in a lot of the mindfulness exercises and these tools. So if we calm the vagus nerve down, we can calm all the tension in these organs and um, help ourselves relax overall. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, and I know someone when someone described me that it felt like impending danger or doom was like coming after them. And the only thing I could equate to that before I'd ever experienced like anxiety where it went through my whole body, like full on anxiety. The only thing I could think of to try and explain how I was feeling was um, like a bad dream when you're in that bad dream and you're running away from something. And then all of a sudden you wake up and it's like, <gasps> and it's like that kind of feeling of impending danger. And, and then when I had an anxiety attack, <laughs> I really realized I was like, wow, that's kind of what it felt like, but it didn't go away as quickly as when I wake up from a dream. So 
yeah. Yeah, and you can almost get that sense that you're not really even in your body. And mm -hmm. um, so dissociation can be something, it actually can be really helpful when we are really in danger. And um, yeah. because we can kind of, because our body is just so overwhelmed at that time that we can kind of move away from it and, and do some, some thinking or, you know, something that we need to do to help ourselves. Mm. And and how do you feel like um, the current world situation might be making it more stressful for people and creating more anxiety for people? Well, what we're actually feeling is a lot of emotions, right? Mm. So, and I feel like the big ones right now are fear and grief. Um, mm. We've just there's just a tremendous sense of loss, right? We we're not able to connect with people that we normally see. We've maybe lost jobs we've lost our normal routines we've so there's you know if somebody were you know we were to sit down and think about it the amount of things that we feel like we're losing or have lost in this moment can be overwhelming mm. and um so and th and then we kind of go back and forth between that and just that overall fear you know wow there's nothing like the newscasts right now to to kick that up mm. um so and then along with those emotions can be like confusion and frustration or anger um so i feel right now like our overall emotions are just for most people are almost just kind of like at a breaking point um because they're just building and building inside and i kind of equate it like a helium balloon with too much air right um so the emotions are building and and it you know that helium mm -hmm. balloon it needs a, re a release valve or it's going to pop so, um, so some of the tools can yeah. act as a release valve or also even, you know, there's something to be said, we're just sitting down and having an old fashioned cry. It can really help. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree for sure. Um, so the, do you have any suggestions on, uh, when you just mentioned how it's hard to, when you can't connect with people cause you can't be with the people that you know, do you have any suggestions on people, um, how people might be able to reach out and connect even when not able to be in person? Well, I think, you know, a lot of us are, are pretty good with, with tech and jumping on to, you know, every way that we can with, with FaceTime perhaps or Zoom calls or, um, you know, those types of things where we can actually see somebody's face and hear somebody's voice is actually mm. soothing to our nervous system because we can, we can feel some connection. Texting, emails, not so much. I mean, we can get a message through, but our nervous systems want to attune to another nervous system. You know, that's how we um, co-regulate and that's how we comfort ourselves. So anywhere that you can, you know, if you have a friend that you can talk to or whatever and you can jump online and see that person's face um, and hear their, their voice, um, you probably, if you can, you know, sense in, feel a little bit of relief or a little bit of something inside that, that just feels like a deeper connection. Um, and a lot of ways right now, that's, that's the best we're going to do. But, um, it is possible with technology, thank goodness, right now. Absolutely. And and we talk about the your body's response as well. Sometimes technology, when you can't reach out to someone or that's not enough, like talking through Facebook or, or social media or a webcam or Skype or anything like that. Is there anything that a person can do in the house, like by themselves to feel a connection without reaching out to someone? Like I know uh, weighted blankets or something sometimes help people feel close or like there's someone holding them because it is your body's response sometimes is there anything like that that you have a suggestion on that people could do well you know that that teddy bear from when we were young 
mm-hmm. you know, literally um, connecting, like touch is a, a really powerful sense, sense organ, like, you know, our, our sense of touch with our hands. So grabbing a pillow or even a fuzzy blanket and wrapping around us. So something that we could squeeze uh, and squeeze tight to our body. Um, the heavy blanket is really good. I have one of those and I can't live without it. But we could even, um, that sense of weight is calming for the nervous system. You could even get a heavy coat or a few pillows. But wrapping your arms around a pillow or if you were lucky enough to have a big stuffed animal or something like that or really lucky enough to have a dog, um, just mm-hmm. that contact and that pressure can be quite soothing. And Absolutely. also literally just... Um, you know, taking something soft that you can touch and rubbing it between your fingers and just putting your attention on what you feel um, mm. can also help your body relax. I love that. Staying grounded and connected for sure. Um, we do have to go to a commercial break, everyone. We'll be right back with Sandy Dow. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey you. Yeah you. Are you tired of people asking you what you want to be when you grow up? Well, we can help. What if we gave you the money to start your own business? All you have to do is join the Teen Wealth Club. Even if you have no idea what you want to do, we can help you have the life of your dreams and play by your own rules. We are real, real people who believe that your life can be whatever you want it to be. And we know it works because we have hundreds of other teens just like you who are doing it right now. Check out GlobalTeenWealth.org and start the life of your dreams today. Don't forget to mention Teen Wealth Radio and we'll send you a free gift when you join. Or you can call us at 1-855-866-TEEN. That's 1-855-866-8336. GlobalTeenWealth.org. We're here to get you started on your future. Every day, we're surrounded by technical buzzwords and jargon that can go way over our heads. Now, there's a show that brings it all back down to earth. Tune in for today, Tomorrow's Technologies, with host Jose Negron. We'll not only explain the new technologies that are shaping our world, we'll give you the benefits and backstory of these technologies. Listen for T3 with Jose Negron, live every Tuesday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to Teen Wealth Radio. To join in the conversation, send an email to Brandy at GlobalTeenWealth.com. That's Brandy with an I at GlobalTeenWealth.com. Now, back to this week's show. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back. If you're just joining us, we have Sandy Dow, the author of Thriving in Chaos here, and she is an amazing person to talk to about anxiety, especially in our current world situation. So welcome to the show if you're just joining us. Um, a little bit before, we were talking about how the right now, I mean, if you're listening to this in the future and not this current show, it's the world has kind of been on shutdown for the last two weeks because of coronavirus or COVID-19. And um, a lot of us are feeling a little bit more anxiety um, with this and it's tough. So we're going to get some great tips from Sandy today. Sandy, do you think that there's a silver lining in all of this, us being home and spending more time with our families that we can actually work on our mental health and anxiety a little bit without some of the pressures that we would have day to day because the world's changed right now? I, I think there are tremendous opportunities in this. Absolutely. Um, we can have, it, it can be dark as well. So it's mm -hmm. kind of about, you know, accepting the darkness in a way. Um, because even though, you know, some people are going on, well, this is a great time I can do all this. There are going to be some people who are just sitting in the dark and are now just feeling mm -hmm. overwhelmed and it's not going to be feeling like that to them. Mm -hmm. um, but um, so, and I think, you know, that's why it, it, it's so good having these broadcasts and putting more information out. And, you know, I just feel more compelled to, to share. And I think people will, my hope is that reach out more. And if they are having mental health issues, they're like, okay, I'm going to really try. I'm going to look, I'm going to search, I'm going to find, you know, what resources I can find. And I'm going to try this for myself. So I'm hoping that's the kind of create uh, space that it does create for people. Absolutely. Yeah. I know that, um, my, I've talked about this, I think, before um, with some parents and friends and, and probably on the show. I, what, I don't watch the news very often. I'll probably watch like world news once a week just so I stay informed. But I find that there's so much negativity in the news and it doesn't add any value to my life. It just adds stress and anxiety. Um, and so I try not to watch it. Like I know my grandparents, are they grew up in a generation where you always listen to the radio and the news to find out what's going on. But I find that they watch it an hour after they wake up, for an hour once they wake up while they're having breakfast. And after dinner and dessert, they watch it for an hour yeah. before they go to sleep. And I just, I couldn't do that. So what do you think is a healthy way for, especially young people at home right now to kind of, avoid some of the huge negativity and kind of stay away from that because it's hard it's in their face on their phone on social media on every computer on youtube so do you have any techniques or any thoughts on how you can avoid always constantly letting your nervous system be bombarded by all of these things well there's not an easy answer for that because it you know it all comes through the screens right mm -hmm. um so unfortunately the screens are sort of what's keeping us from being like really lonely um but at the same time um and I, I'm, I'm guilty for that too. All of a sudden I'm thinking, you know, I'm connecting with good people and all of a sudden there'll be something I see and it just takes me down. And, yeah. and we, you know, we are, your helium balloons, as I said, are really full right now. So it will just take sometimes just a, the smallest thing and we'll just all of a sudden be overwhelmed. So, mm -hmm. so for me, it's just a breath of fresh air and, and nature. Like even mm -hmm. if you can't, you know, maybe if you lived in an apartment or something and you can't always get outside, but even standing on the balcony, um, you know, taking something out there with you, like wrapping yourself up in a woolly blanket and sitting on a chair and just listening to some to some tunes. Um, movement is huge. You know, giving yourself a, you know, some kind of maybe a push-up challenge or an upper body workout challenge or just anything where you can, you know, maybe every hour get up and even dance or move. And because, you know, the physiology responds so well to, to body movement and exercise. So um, it can really help us a lot just by getting up and, um, and moving our bodies. So 
it's, you know, some people are good at finding those little alarms that go off on your phone or your screen that says enough and, you know, and, and even taking like a one minute break um, can make a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and, and I know a lot of people are feeling like maybe they had some big goals that they were trying to accomplish in the next few months. And now the whole world's been put on hold that, that some of their dreams might be kind of dashed right now. And they may be feeling a lack of purpose. Um, from, from your side, because you're an entrepreneur, looking at it from the entrepreneur side, um, are there different ways that you can suggest that people can maybe um, reroute maybe their, their, their purpose and how they were going about it? in order to have it work for the current situation. I know I'm taking some of my business, like my personal business online right now, as opposed to in public. And, and it's kind of therapeutic for me because I get to go through some of the things that um, we've been doing for a while and look at them in a new light. And so that's giving me some great hope and, and quite a strong purpose right now. Do you have any tips for that as well at this time? That's, that's a, such a good thing to bring up. Um, I, I find the one thing right now that certainly I, I've, I've worked with is that just being really compassionate and gentle with yourself right now, because we're, we're really in shock still right now. Like our whole world has abruptly changed now, maybe some countries and areas that we live in more so than others, but um, you know, the world has changed and it, it's a lot and it's a lot for our nervous system and um, for our psyche and for our soul just to take that in. And so, um, what I did with myself in that first week was, you know, you know, my work is sort of helping people with this. It was just, I got really quiet. Mm. And it was like, I, I was really important for me to regroup and to keep checking in on how I, I was. Um, because if I, I, I that was going to dive into a few projects and I was kind of triggered and thought, Oh, I'm going to get all this done. And I, it just, there was something that didn't feel right. And I really let myself slow down and I found myself, Um, maybe in tears or just needing to sit and stare at the wall or I was tired and I needed to rest. That was the biggest Mm -hmm. thing I think I found when I finally let myself slow down is just how exhausted I was and um, giving myself a break um, to regroup and not be hard on myself, um, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, our tendency as entrepreneurs is just like get busy. And then what came from that was just some really organic, beautiful changes that I'm just sort of walking with right now. So, and the inspiration came on its own and trusting that it will. So, I mean, and you might be full of energy and ready to go and, and, and that's great. Um, but at the same time, be really mindful with what's going on inside and don't be hard on yourself if you're feeling so overwhelmed that nothing's happening right now and trust that if you slow down and give yourself some time that things will just start to shift on their own and, I love this new word pivot that everybody's doing, right? Um, so I think we'll all find our way to do that. Yeah, I, I yeah, I love that you said that. And because I've talked to some people and I've seen on Instagram that they're like, oh, I just spent two weeks in bed watching Netflix and eating everything in my fridge and I've gained 15 pounds. But now I feel re-energized and ready to go. And I think I love that you said that because we need to allow that for ourselves. You know, if you go through a Brad breakup or you lose a job or whatever, sometimes it's okay to just allow yourself to feel that <laughs> for a little while. And then you, I, I mean, I found just after a week and a half of this, it was just relaxing and working from home. And all of a sudden I'm even more passionate about what's coming up. So it's nice that you say that we're allowed to do that as well. Cause it's good to know. <laughs> I know. Right. And I don't think, and I, and I think that's a big blessing. This is any of us know just how 
hard we were going, how fast we were going, and you know our society and all the pressures and everything. We was we were just kind. Of, I feel like all spun out of control, and this is just like this sort of messy pause button that we're in right now, and and just really, really finding the blessings in that. So. Imagine I am coming to you and I'm feeling quite anxious about my life and my career and everything right now because I do feel like it's been put on hold and I'm lacking purpose. Are there a couple tips that I can do by myself to help me calm my anxiety and get back to that that you could suggest I start with? Yeah, yeah, I have one I'll talk you through right now. So, And and also remembering that when we're stressed, we can't think properly, right? It literally shuts down the, the... thinking part of our brain so Mm. if we are feeling quite anxious but we're still trying to you know push ourselves to work or you know to to get things done it's going to be really hard when our brain's you know literally not working properly so um so what this exercise you know these some of these exercises can do is just help us sort of get our brain kind of reset so so let's try this one together i'm just going to have you roll your eyes up to the ceiling Okay. And for a couple of breaths here, you're just going to look up. Just checking out your ceiling. This is an interesting one because mm-hmm. we actually, it shuts off the thinking part of the brain. <laughs> and then just, you can just roll your eyes down now and, and look around where you are and just say to yourself, I'm here. I'm here. And then just take in three things that you see and name them to yourself. The picture on the wall or the doorknob. And then just take in as if your whole body could listen, the sounds that you hear. Imagine you were listening with your whole body. And as you do this, just notice if there's anywhere in your body that's letting go a little bit. Any muscles are softening or breath is changing or not. Just being curious. I'm going to have you take your hand and just grab your leg. Just both legs or one leg just maybe on your thigh bone or up around your hips. And just see if you can dig in and feel the bones. So making a connection to your body, to the lower half of your body. When we're stressed, we're always, that tension's in the upper half of our body and we lose connection with the lower half. So just feeling muscles and bone. And again, saying to yourself, I'm here. And say to yourself, all is well. Look around the room again as you feel your leg. In this moment, all is well. What do you notice, Brandy? I noticed that it was like my whole body sunk into where I'm sitting. It was like, almost like I became heavier but lighter at the same time, if that sounds, does that make sense? (laughs) It was like my body just sunk in and got comfy, but I felt lighter. I don't know, it was weird. (laughs) Yeah. Any changes in your breath or... Yeah, it, it just, I could feel like everything relaxing, like my shoulders and my neck and it just, everything slowed. It's almost like I got to like pause the world and just notice it and then notice my body at the same time. And that was lovely. Yeah. 
That's, that's a really good one. And I call it, we can just call it an interruption. So anytime that we're, our head's going off, that's how we're going to know we're anxious is because our head is full of crazy thoughts, mm-hmm. freak out thoughts, paranoid thoughts, fearful thoughts. And so it's, it's hard in those moments to, to catch ourselves. But if you can catch yourself, just roll your eyes straight to the ceiling and look up. Because mm-hmm. that's going it, to, it, it, it's literally a brain hack where it's, it's, it stops and slows down the thinking in your brain. So you can interrupt those thoughts. Simply, let's do it again one more time, rolling up to the ceiling. The more we do this, like going to the gym, the more you do it, the more your nervous system will respond to it. So I do just for a couple so- of breaths. Sorry, mm-hmm. so you, you recommend doing this every day on a daily basis or, or twice a day kind of thing just to help your body get into that, doing it on a regular basis? I would say if you're feeling really anxious, do it every few minutes mm. uh, because it the, it's going to make a bigger impact. I mean, it's definitely a preventative medicine thing. So mm-hmm. doing it several times a day, like if you could... It depends on how you say when you wake up in the morning, if you're full of your head's full of racing thoughts, do it then anytime during the day. Um, But doing it three times a day where you just took maybe that whole thing took a minute um, Mm -hmm. that we did. You know, Mm -hmm. if you could take that minute and step through it, you know, sort of looking up, looking around, you know, saying you're here, um, feeling squeezing the body, noticing the breath and then just following where the body's softening. Um, That little exercise in itself is just going to it's just going to let air out of that helium balloon every time you Mm -hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. It's, you can't do it too much especially <laughs> right now yeah absolutely I think it's a nice way to start the day as well just you know yeah. I think sometimes we shove coffee and and things in our body that are stimulants right away and don't even give ourselves the time to just settle into yeah. the day yeah. exactly and and what's beautiful if you were to do this and you can still do this lying in bed you know sort of look up calm the mind look around i'm here and then just hold a little intention even just for the next hour um of maybe feeling peaceful or mm-hmm. maybe smiling or don't put too much on yourself like be really gentle with yourself you're not going to go and like start writing your novel maybe you're just going to go and just like have some nourishing food or so just you know in times where we're really really overwhelmed just really small, even for the next five minutes, what can I do um, that's kind and nourishing to myself? And so and do to you hold find, an intention for that. And, and do you find this works best when you're at home or can you do it from your office or school as well? Like if there's a lot going on around you, is this still a good, helpful exercise for anxiety or, or is there something uh, a little bit more beneficial if you're in kind of a busy place? Not that most of us are right now, but there's some people like healthcare workers that may be listening or, or teachers that are doing a lot of online coaching and they're with other people or mm-hmm. do you have any thoughts on, on something? Is this, is this still good when it, when you're surrounded by busyness? It, it can be it's something like rolling your eyes up is, you know, a little bit odd. Maybe when you're um, that would be sort of maybe if you're alone with your racing thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. But if you were, say, out with somebody and um, you feel yourself kind of spinning out, just looking around like yeah. um, when we're stressed, we're very disconnected from the world around us. So when we orient, when we look around and see and we hear and we um, feel like feel our body, make that connection with the body, it, it brings it brings our senses, our sense of connection back to the world around us, which calms us down. So even if we were sitting across from somebody or in school or something like that, we could just look around and see three things. Oh, yeah, there's, mm-hmm. you know, that thing on the wall or, you know, identify the things and just grab our body. There's also a spot right under our collarbones that we can rub that's also very calming. 
there's mm. acupressure points there that we can just rub them and it helps calm us down and refocus. Yeah, it must be hard for people that are like if you're in, in school, for example, and, and there's so much going on, if everyone around you is talking to kind of calm your mind to look at, at three different things and and kind of shut out any conversation or people that may be around you. So I, I was always wondering, is is there certain things? And I think a, a pressure point definitely might be one of them when you're in a kind of a public space and there's a lot of noise that it might be hard yeah. to focus your mind, right? Yeah, yeah. So that redirection into the body, even pressing your feet against the floor um, mm. can be helpful. Again, just making that connection with the lower body. It's kind of like we become more embodied because it's like, oh, yeah, there's my feet. There's my legs. You know, there's, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm being held. So even if you were sitting in a desk or a chair and you could just press your feet against the floor and yeah. just play with that. And no one even has to see that. But you just it's just where you put your awareness. So if you put your awareness on the contact between your feet and the floor, that's what calms mm -hmm. the body down and the mind mm -hmm. down. That's so funny. One of my friends, because I'm, I run a mile a minute, like I do a ton of things at once and I have a lot of energy. One of my friends uh, actually pointed out that I, I'm always in bare feet and she thinks I am because that's what keeps me grounded because my <laughs> head's always thinking of a million things. And she's like, you're such a businesswoman in your head and a hippie in your feet because you're always got your feet in the grass or on hardwood or whatever it is. And, and so that kind of lends to that point. I would love to bring right. in um, our two co-hosts as well right now, uh, Rebecca and Cass, and just kind of see if they have any thoughts or questions or situations that they've been experiencing lately that you might be able to lend some, some advice to for some of the things that they've been going through. So I don't know, Cass or, yes, or Rebecca, sorry. Cass, do you want to, jump in first on your mind and yeah, then sure. yeah yeah perfect um this is uh, there was actually something that i was thinking about this morning i had to make a, a supply run to the grocery store and while i was standing in the two meter apart line outside i realized this is the first time that the anxiety i feel has been about something that's outside my head but which i can't see because normally the things i feel anxious about are either mm physical things like other people or they're in my own head. Um, and so I'm just wondering if you have any advice for uh, how to deal with the fear of something that is physical but invisible. Hmm. That, that's such a good question. And, and I'm sure that's what so many people are, are feeling right now. Maybe they are not as aware um, as what you just said. But um, I think it's going back to, the, I mean, the basic physiology of anxiety is still going to be the same. So just going back to um, if you're out there and you've noticed that, how do you know you're anxious? So asking yourself that. So is your is your stomach tight? Is your is your is your breathing changed? And so if if you know kind of disengaging from the head and going again into the body will help you settle. Just being curious about what's going on, just um, staying with the sensations. And um, because what happens is we're, we're definitely, it's like we have these threat responses that come alive in our body. And so that um, we become very vigilant and that's sort of a natural thing that we do. Our nervous systems are vigilant. And so here we are being vigilant and it's like this in, invisible stalker that's out there that we can't see. So it's highly triggering, highly, you know, activating for our nervous system because it's, we can't see the tiger in the parking lot, there's something there, but we can feel it inside. So I think it might be helpful um, 
for our conscious mind to know that to just kind of reframe it into like my stomach is tight or uh, my breathing has changed and then just go right to like pressing your feet on the, on the ground and having an experience with your feet um, and pressed against the earth. Mm, so just acknowledging what it is that you're feeling mm-hmm. and allowing yourself to feel that and then um, tuning into other feelings. Yeah, the sensations. Um, so it's kind of like trying to find an escape route from the mind um, when we're really stressed, right? And so the escape route can be going down out of the mind into like, oh, my stomach is my tight. So my thoughts are like, wow, I'm in danger. This is so weird. I, this is freaking me out. I don't understand. My, my mind's trying to process that. We could just go down and go, okay, so actually my stomach's tight. Um, my stomach is churning. Um, and then go all the way down. So it's like we're acknowledging what we're feeling and then we go down, move away from what we're feeling because that can be overwhelming too and just go to, um, what can I touch? You know, can I touch my shopping bag? Can I press my feet against the floor? So we're just kind of moving away from it with our awareness. That makes a lot of sense. Oh, good. Rebecca, did you have anything to, to add or to ask? Uh, yeah, I think that sort of touches on the question that I wanted to ask because, uh, I don't know, for me, my anxiety is sort of like manifesting in like not being physical, if that makes sense, because I like I kind of am processing everything that's going on and I, I'm recognizing and being aware of all the things that are crossing through my mind, but I'm unable to act on any of it. So, like, I can see that there's motivation there to do the things that I could get done that I wouldn't normally be able to, but then also the fear and recognising that I need to be kind to myself and everything just manifests into me just, like, not leaving my bed because everything is happening here now. Like, this is where I work, like, rest and everything. So I feel like I'm not really getting anywhere. I just end up just doing nothing instead. Mm-hmm. That, that's so great to highlight that because what we actually have different threat responses that um, happen in our body. So the fight, flight, freeze, maybe you've heard mm-hmm. of those. And, and so we can literally get this. It sounds like, you know, you might be in a freeze response, which is almost like a freeze or a collapse where we really feel like we just can't make anything happen. And we might be staring at the wall for a really long time or, literally can't even lift our arm off the couch. So, and, mm-hmm. and, and so, you know, and some people might have a, uh, when they're activated, they might feel a really strong flight response and they'll be the one who's, you know, cooking five meals and run around and, you know, have got a thousand things on the go. They're feeling very scattered, but they can't sit still. So every nervous system is different and, and we can even go through all of those in one day, um, just depending upon, you know, how, what's happening inside. So, I think the biggest thing for me is knowing that even just understanding we have a nervous system and our nervous system is being highly, highly triggered by everything that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. And so it, it allows us to have compassion for however we are and, you know, so whatever it might look like. And then I, I just feel like, and then we can just get curious and, and these tools are really just curiosity, you know, so just looking around the room, hmm, what do I see? Wow, what do I notice inside? Wow, my jaw is tight and I'm feeling some bubbling in my stomach. Okay, so that's interesting. And then, and I'm wondering, and for a a collapse or a freeze response, just finding one part of your body that might be a little bit 
less frozen or might have a little mm-hmm. bit more movement in it. So you might, maybe when you're lying in bed, you could just start with like rolling your ankles and wiggling your toes or your fingers okay. and just play with that. And even if you can't do it physically, even imagine it in your mind. And, and a lot of times, once you start a little bit of movement, you might get more going in your legs. You might be able to find yourself sitting up, go very gently. And yeah. then, you know, you know, just might invite maybe standing and then just invite maybe, oh, maybe I'll just walk into the other room and um, don't to go too far with it, but just stay curious with it. And then we can sort of break ourselves out of the responses that way. I think the weird thing that happens sometimes with that is also that um, I'll start to have that positive response at a completely inappropriate time, like 2 a.m., because like my concept of time right now is completely out the window because there isn't that schedule or structure and I'm struggling to really sort of place a routine like in place. Yeah. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I say, don't fight it, right? We don't want to get into battle with anything that we're thinking or that we're doing or anything we're feeling right now. This is the time for us to learn tremendous compassion for ourselves. So Mm -hmm. if it's two in the morning, even though, you know, you're supposed to be sleeping, but you feel, you know, awake and you know just just be curious about that okay well so what do I feel like doing what can I do right now maybe just a gentle little activity or some reading so it's just trying to stay out of the battle um, with Mm -hmm. how we're feeling and how about ourselves right now and how we're managing through this thank you that's really helpful I love it because both of our guest hosts are from other parts of the world as well and currently living in Vancouver and we're all kind of uh, all in this together. But it's nice to know that we all struggle with similar things and we all have similar things that can answer it no matter where we come from or our backgrounds or our goals. And it's it's nice to hear everybody kind of put their input in <laughs> for sure. Um, Cass or Rebecca, was there anything else that you really wanted to know? Because Sandy's amazing. She's got so many great tips she may be able to help you and anyone else with too. Oh, I mean, I would just love to to sit and have a conversation with you about uh, stress and anxiety because uh, listeners might know if they've heard my shows before, I volunteer with a uh, crisis support chat line. So um, uh, like a suicide chat line on the internet rather than phones. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would I would just love to to pick your brains for all sorts of tips that I could give the people I talk to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, let's just uh, use another one if you had somebody on the phone. And and a lot of times we have friends and people that we care about right now who are really in crisis too. So, you know, we were managing what's going on within ourselves that all of a sudden we'll realize a family member or a friend isn't doing well. And um, it can be just really challenging to, to, to deal with that. And so I find it's kind of an interesting thing that we can do is when we're sitting with someone else, whether it's on the phone, um, well, I mean, I guess it's all on the phone or virtual pretty much right now, is just pretend we're we're a mirror um, so that we have like a reflective coating on us and so that what we can just, you know, what we see in them, we can just reflect back to them. Just, oh my gosh, it, it sounds like you're feeling um, afraid or, or worried about something. Um, it just sounds like you have a lot of concern about your your aunt or your loss of a job. And so you're just, what comes at you, you just sort of reflect back to them and imagine that this also has a little protective barrier around you. Um, because I, I, I think as, you know, when we're compassionate, empathic people, we can really, and when we are very activated and triggered, we can really 
it's almost like we take on everyone else's stuff too and we can really feel it even more and then yeah we feel even more overwhelmed ourselves right do you find that happens to you yeah I mean definitely uh when I'm talking to people that I know um where I feel personally invested in their well-being absolutely um the great thing about the uh when it's a professional kind of thing is that you're set up to set that boundary but definitely when it's to do with um my fiance or my mother or mm-hmm. friends of friends um it's it definitely we get very involved in a personal way yeah and so trust again that that's your nervous system um responding even more because you you have a, a connection to that person right so um when you know somebody on the other side of a chat line you know you will have a lot of compassion empathy with but when it's someone that's close to you you're going to feel it even more so again just going back to just staying curious so coming down out of the head you know you see something or hear someone in a situation and and just say to yourself what am i noticing right now what am i noticing right now okay my jaw is tight um my stomach is churning my breath is short okay and some and then just going right down to your feet. So you, even if somebody was talking to you, you could just, you know, stay curious about yourself and stay, you know, connected to the ground. I feel my hips in the chair. I can press my back against the chair. I feel my feet ground, on the ground, even while they're talking to you or you might uh, see them close by. So it's kind of like you're just staying in your own experience. And what that does is because your nervous system will shift and become calmer they will be able to sense that in a sense, like your energy changes, right? So you're able to support them in a sense with the, with by keeping your energy steady. And, and we can do that by just, like I say, staying in ourselves, like more connected to our environment. What do I see? Um, that person's talking to me, but I notice um, that there's a beautiful lamp in the room. Um, that person's talking to me and I'm getting upset, but I notice my feet are really pushed against the floor. And there'll just be a little shift in how you're able to manage the situation. That's great. Yeah, thank you. I love that. And Cass, you, what you, your volunteer work is incredible and so necessary. And it's, it's probably a really tough thing to do. I'm sure your anxiety levels go up after dealing with certain calls because they are so tough. The people because you're such a heart-centered person and, and those calls must be difficult. So, Sandy, is there anything for, for all of us that are helping friends go through this difficult time right now too? And, and even if we don't struggle with anxiety on a day-to-day basis, but we are helping a friend, um, and if something really triggers us kind of for the first time, and, and, and is there anything that we can do to try and very quickly bring ourselves down? Is it looking up and, and feeling the room? Is that the quickest way to do that for us? Um, I, there's lots of other, I have a few other tips and tools in my book. I sort of, I have a little book full of them. Um, the other one I I really like that's quite subtle is the one that I was mentioning where we can just press our fingers underneath our collarbones. So like the thumbs on one side and fingers on the other side and, and press quite deeply there. And you can do it fairly subtly. And so you're making a strong connection with your body, but there's a lot of energy meridians that run through there that kind of opens up the channels again and um, can be fairly grounding and settling. So that's another subtle one that you can do in, in a situation. Nice. But I, the biggest thing I, I feel right at, at this time, and I'd like to think that maybe we have more time and space for it, is just that 
it's the preventative medicine thing. So if we are feeling more anxiety, the people around us are feeling more anxiety, what are we, can we dedicate ourselves to in a much bigger way now? You know, we might have thought before, yeah, meditation will be great, or I should read those books, or, you know, get out in nature or whatever. But it's imperative now that we find the things, the tools for ourselves that, that um, we must put in place to, um, to support our nervous systems and, and our souls and our purpose right now. And, and I really feel like um, the old oxygen mask on ourselves is kind of what we all have to do right now. Um, because I think we all have a lot we can give, but we've got to give to ourselves first. And um, so learning, you know, more about the nervous system, I, I feel, is like one of the biggest thing, gifts we can do for ourselves. It definitely changed my life when I, I learned. I love the analogy that you just gave about the oxygen mask on yourself. For anyone that doesn't know uh, where that comes from, if you're on a plane, the stewardess will do like a safety talk on where the exits are. And and if there's cabin pressure that drops and the air gets thinner, there are these masks that drop down and every single person has one at their seat. And they talk about how if you're a parent with your young child, that you need to put your own oxygen mask on first and then put your child's on because we all have this great instinct in us. A lot of us that are super heart-centered to help the another human and so the reference there is you have to put it on yourself to make sure you're breathing okay before you can help your child because if you put it on your child but you pass out it's not helping anyone so that's kind of the oxygen mask analogy and, and I love that you just said that because I, there I think there is a silver lining to this isolation in this time because we are able to really focus on that putting that oxygen mask on ourselves and making ourselves whole if we can and creating new opportunities for ourselves and, and taking the time to do the meditation, eat healthy and sleep properly. Some things that we may miss when we're hustling and bustling. And, and yes, it is a scary time, but I love that you use that analogy because it's, it's, it's like if, if you can see a bonus or a benefit to this difficult time that we're all going through, I think that's definitely a very strong one. So thank you for using that. And I just want to explain the analogy if it was new to someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's a good idea. <laughs> and um, I know you have a, a great website and it's uh, got some tips and great things and ways to connect with you. Do you want to share maybe some social media or your website or ways that people can get in touch with you if you want to learn more? Yes, on my website at sandydow.com, if you scroll down, there will be, um, there's a button there that says download here. And, and I have a, um, it's an ebook that's free. You don't have to sign up for oh, an email or mail outs or anything like that. And you can, it's got 10 tips on there that are um, the one I did today. A couple of the ones I did today, I think, are on there. And it's very clear and concise. It's like my top 10 anxiety reducing tips that I've pulled from my books into that download that's um, that's really easy to read and, and I think can be really helpful right now. So please feel free to go on there and, and do that for yourself and, and practice them. So just take the time. You can even run through and do all, all 10 of them and notice how you feel before and how you feel after. Um, they're all very involved with the nervous system and your energy system, so they, they make an impact. Um, and there's a lot of talk about meditation and, you know, this probably isn't the easiest time to meditate right now because um, stilling our minds is when we're really anxious is really difficult. So I find tools that um, are more geared to supporting our nervous system and um, 
our nervous system health are more effective at a time like this, perhaps, than even meditating. That's amazing. Um, have you, I, I know a lot of the world right now is at seven o'clock, um, is going out and clapping for the nurses and, and cheering and things like that to let everyone know that we're kind of in this together. That actually gave me anxiety the first couple of days because it, oh. it made me cry because I no because yeah. it was like, it was, it was such a beautiful and overwhelming thing. Like I'm actually getting emotional talking about it now that, yeah. And I wish we could do that more often for each other. And and that yeah. I literally had to do, I know you showed me a pressure point last, oh gosh, years ago when we first went and you took a walk and you gave me some great tips. And I actually had to do that afterwards yeah. because I was so overwhelmed with joy, but it came through as anxiety at the same time because I want to be able to take what I was feeling and utilize it and channel it for good things. And that was overwhelming to me. So I actually, I just Aww. wanted to say that. Thank you. Because that was very helpful too. But um, it is, it's, it's, can 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 joy and great things be interpreted as anxiety too? Because that's sure what it felt like. I wasn't feeling sad. I was feeling inspired, but it still gave me kind of that heavy anxiety fear. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because it, it's really when you when you speak of it from the world of sensation, um, like say um, nerves are very much uh, and anxiety are very much the same sensation as excitement. Right. So, so if we think of it as, as wow, like, you know, the, whatever sensations that you're experiencing, I, it, I think it's really good to, to reframe them. Um, and it can be helpful. Um, I was thinking that the, the other day I thought like, this is, wow, this is chaos. And I thought, what if this was a big adventure, you know? Mm -hmm. And when I was feeling afraid, I thought, well, what if I was actually feeling excited you know, because it, it's kind of, it can be a nice thing for our minds to reframe what we're in and um, almost like a little bit of a trick, you know, even the mantras all is well. Well, clearly, you know, when you look at the big picture, all is not well. But if we just mm. take those words in this exact moment, all is well, that can be, that can give us a tremendous sense of relief just in this moment, all is well. Oh, Sandy, I think that was the best sentence to end this show on. And I wish we had another hour and we may have to bring you back again because it's just <laughs> your voice alone is so peaceful. So everyone, I just want to say thank you to my two amazing co's, Rebecca and Cass, amazing human beings and our incredible guest, Sandy. And I hope all of you who are out there know that we're all in this together and we will get through it. It's just a tough time right now. And hopefully we can utilize some of these great tips that we've learned today. I shall see you all same time, same place next week. Thanks again, Sandy. Bye for now. Thanks for being part of Teen Wealth Radio. Please join your host, Brandy England, her guests, and panel of experts again next Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an awesome week, and we'll see you here for the next show.